Goedenavond, greetings, especially to you, my friend. Welkom weer eens by die watergat. Ek is Peter Woon, ons gaan nou weer een gouwe eer, saamkeier langs die levende waters van Godse woord. Well, Christmas Day 2023. Ek leef nog. Jy leef nog. To many people, yet another money-making record. To some, a deliberate attempt to take Christ out of Christmas. And to others, the loneliest time of the year with the highest suicide rate. But today, I want to speak about the real gift of Christmas, the real reason for the season. For it is indeed a time of good news, of great joy. Before we get started, let's just pray. Our Father, thank you for this Christmas. Thank you, Father, for the joy of our Saviour, born amongst us, lived amongst us, died for us, rose from the dead, ascended to heaven, coming to fetch us. Thank you for this good news, for this great truth. I pray that you'd make it real to us today in a very special way. Please come, Holy Spirit, and help us. We pray this in Jesus' name to the glory of the Father. Amen. So, you know, whatever you do, do not look for Christmas joy in the shops, in the Santa, in the decorations. There is no Christmas joy there. Look inward. Look into the word of truth. There you will find the real joy of Christmas. I want to read from Luke 2 verse 8. That night in a field near Bethlehem, there were shepherds watching over their flocks. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with the blazing glory of God. And the shepherds were petrified. But the angel reassured them, saying, Don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone everywhere. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize him by this miracle sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth, swaddling clothes, and lying in a feeding trough. Then, all at once, a vast number of glorious angels appeared, the very armies of heaven. And they all praised God, singing, Glory to God in the highest realms of heaven, for there is peace and a good hope given to the sons of men. So far from the word, Father, please bless your word as it goes forth now. So when the time was fulfilled 
God sent His only Son in the likeness of human flesh. God stepped from the invisible realm into the visible in the person of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. That was the message of the heavenly messenger to shepherds in the fields. I am bringing you good news of great joy. The Greek word for gospel means good news. The birthday of Jesus ushered in a new age, an age of joy. There was nothing about the circumstances of his birth to suggest an age of joy. There was much sadness and gloom in the world that Jesus came into. They had had an extremely tough time. During the Great Tribulation, they went through a heavy persecution caused by the Antichrist, who will be king of Israel, with the help of the beast of the sea, the restored Roman Empire. You'll find that in Revelation 13, the first 10 verses. Because of the Great Tribulation, the remnant is scattered all over the world. Matthew 24, from verse 21. Over the mountains and in the furthest corners of the land. But if the king of the north overruns the land of Israel, it is these faithful Israelites who will survive the massacre. Just like the Christians who fled in the year 70, at the time of the destruction of Jerusalem, Revelation 12, 16 and 17. But the people who sat in darkness were now to have light. I read Isaiah 9 from verse 2. Those who walked in the dark have seen a bright light, and it shines upon everyone who lives in the land of darkest shadows. Our Lord, you have made your nation stronger. Because of you, its people are glad and celebrate like workers at harvest time or like soldiers dividing up what they have taken. You have broken the power of those who abused and enslaved your people. You have rescued them just as you saved your people from Midian. The boots of marching warriors and the blood-stained uniforms have been fed to flames and eaten by fire. A child has been born to us. We have been given a son who will be our ruler. His names will be Wonderful Advisor and Mighty God, Eternal Father and Prince of Peace. His power will never end. Peace will last forever. He will rule David's kingdom and make it grow strong. He will always rule with honesty and justice. The Lord All-Powerful will make certain that all of this is done. From the moment the people see the great light, the prophet in Isaiah chapter 9 from verse 3 to 7, which I've just read, goes to an event even further into the future. He speaks in these verses about the breaking of the power of the Antichrist 
and the establishment of the realm of peace and justice of the Messiah. We see four things in this passage. A great light instead of darkness. Increasing gladness instead of distress. Deliverance instead of slavery. And peace instead of struggle. The passage we read before in Luke 2 tells us that when God's hour had come, the darkness of midnight was lit up by the glory of God and the heavenly messenger shouts the overwhelming words into the blackness of human history. I am bringing you good news of great joy. And that is the announcement we need to hear on this Christmas day as we remember the birth of Christ. To us, it may be old news, but it is good news. And by the Spirit of God working in our hearts, it can again become good news. Let's begin by looking at who received this news. Luke chapter 2 at verse 8. That night in the fields near Bethlehem, some shepherds were guarding their sheep. Here's a beautiful fact. About four kilometers outside of Bethlehem, there is a place called the Shepherd's Fields. In those same fields where David used to tend the flocks of his father, our humble shepherds heard this good news. Isn't that a wild factor, eh? Herders was in die tijd nie hoog aangeslaan nie. Hulle is dier die dorpmense veracht, beskuldig dat hulle nie die joodse ceremoniele wette nagekom het nie. Hulle was nie skoon nie, want hulle het skape in droog gebiede gewaai met baie min water. Hulle is altyd van diefstal verdink, vroom jode, is nie toegelaat om vol melk of vlees by hulle te koop nie. Hulle is nie toegelaat om getuienis in die hof te lever nie. Voor al die nachtwachten was dikwils ongeletterde mense. Maar dit is juist aan hulle dat de engel verskyn om die groot gebeurtenis van die geboorte van Christus aan hulle bekend te maken. Herdens is mense wat werk doen, wat die Heere Jesus ook doen. Hy is die goeie herder. Hulle is bezig met die kudde en waak daar oor. So is die Heere Jesus bezig met sy kudde, sy volk. Dit is moendlik dat die herdens in ons gedeelte toegeweide manne was in ons skriflesing. Toegeweide manne was 
wat saam met al die ander gewag het op die Messias, die troos van Israel. Lukas 2, 25 Daar was een man in Jerusalem met die naam van Simeon. En jullie man was rechtvaardig en vroeg en het gewag op die vertrusting van Israel en die heilige gees was op hom. Nou die engele besoeken in die evangelie is gewoonlik aan Godvriesende mense. Maar daar het ons het, die goeie nies was eers aan nederige gewone mense gelever. Let op, die ontvangers van die evangelie is allemaal benadeelde mense. Armes, gevangenis, blindes, slave. Ons lees Lukas 4 vanaf 18 Die geest van die Heere is op my, omdat hy my gesalf het om goeie nies aan die armes te verkondig. Hy het my gestuur om vrylating aan gevangenis uit te roep en herstel van gezicht aan blindes, om verdruktes en vrijheid uit te laat, om die genadejaar van die Heere aan te kondig. Kom ons luister bykie muziek, dan gesels ons verder. Welcome back to the Watering Hall. I'm Peter Warren and we are talking about the real good news of this Christmas Day. The good news first came to people who were all disadvantaged, poor, captives, blind, enslaved. It still does, beloved. The kingdom of God belongs to those who are poor in spirit, those who are very aware of their needs, who are often overcome by weaknesses, who look for rays of hope in the midst of darkness, and whose hearts cry out to God for help. Others, of course, have no ears for this message. Those who are self-sufficient, who live out of their own resources, who want to live independently of God, and of His grace. But I thank you, Lord, that your good news comes to ordinary people like me. But, beloved, let's consider now the divine messenger, the bringer of the good news. Luke 2, verse 9. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with the blazing glory of God, and the shepherds were terrified. First, a single angel, followed by a multitude of heavenly messengers joining in. The angel that brought the good news is quickly enveloped by the glory of God. The words used when describing the manifestation of God signify power, dignity, majesty, 
brightness, splendor, and my favorite one, heaviness. The heaviness of God. For the glory of the Lord to shine around the shepherds meant that God was making himself known from the unknown into the known, from the invisible into the visible. And it lit up the whole field. Can you imagine a whole soccer stadium, or bigger even, lit with one light? Yeah, wow. No wonder the shepherds were terrified. Moses was told that no one could see the glory of God and live. The Bible tells us also that God lives in unapproachable light. 1 Timothy 6.16 He alone is the immortal God living in the unapproachable light of divine glory. No one has ever seen his fullness, nor can they. For all the glory and endless authority of the universe belongs to him forever and ever. Amen, said Ivoat. The display of the glory of God in our lives can be seen as the source of our joy and gladness. In Jesus, the glory of God is seen in other ways. John 1.14 And so the living expression became a man and lived among us. And we gazed upon the splendor of his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, overflowing with tender mercy and truth. John 17.1, speaking of the cross, says, This is what Jesus prayed as he looked up into heaven. Father, the time has come. Unveil the glorious splendor of your Son, so that I will magnify your glory. The heavenly messenger brought good news that can be trusted. How much of today's news can be trusted? How much is just fake? But this news report can be believed. It can be received. It can be trusted. It can be enjoyed. In fact, you can stake your life on it. This good news message is so significant for us because it calms our fears. Luke 2 verse 10 But the angel reassured them, saying, Don't be afraid. Now in October 1981, Doctors, psychologists, social workers and all those kind of people met in San Francisco for the third annual Phobia Conference. They discussed all the fears that human beings struggle with. Fear of people, fear of flying and so on. Hundreds of fears. They called this the century of fear. Well, the message of Christmas says, Do not fear, for those 
who are afraid of failure, afraid of going without, of unemployment, of running out of money, running out of food, etc. Fear of tragedy or sickness. Fear of something that might never happen. Fear of not being loved. Fear of not fitting in, of not belonging. Fear of losing loved ones. The list is endless. Fear of dying. There is a book circulating at the moment telling young people how to commit suicide without pain. Can you believe it? Some are afraid to live. Some are afraid to die. You see, beloved, the only weapon that the enemy has is fear. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Well, somebody tries to give it to us. But God has given us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind, of self-control, of clear thinking. You see, when you focus on the circumstances, you can easily become afraid. God has given us power, love, and a sound mind of self-control, more than enough. What certainly is from God is His Holy Spirit, who wants to prove Himself in you as a spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind. This happens when your spirit acts in harmony with the Holy Spirit, so that you know that He is guiding you and that you do not act in uncontrolled impulsivity. You might want to read 1 Corinthians 14 at verse 32. The Holy Spirit leads you to well-balanced actions and thoughtful words. Fear often leads to impulsive uh, decisions and actions. And these are food for the devil. The good news of Christmas is very straightforward. Do not give in to fear. Romans 8.35 Can anything separate us from the love of Christ? Can trouble, suffering, hard times, hunger, nakedness, danger, death? In everything, we have won more than a victory because of Christ who loves us. I am sure that nothing can separate us from God's love. Not life or death. Not angels or spirits. Not the present or the future. Not powers above nor powers below. Nothing in all creation can separate us from God's love for us in Christ Jesus our Lord.
There's your good news of Christmas. God sent his Son to die for us. And this is our God in whom we can trust. God created us. God redeemed us. God sustains us. And when our last hour comes, God will take us home to glory. Think about this. Ons gaan nou voort nog muziek en dan praat ons verder. Welkom terug by die watergat. Ek is Peter Warren en jy is ingeskakel op Unlock Radio where the truth will set you free. We are talking about the Christmas good news of great joy. This good news is a message of salvation confirmed by heaven itself. Luke 2.11 For to you is born today in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. One of his greatest titles, Saviour. Matthew 1 verse 21 She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Saviour for he is destined to give his life to save his people from their sins. Saviour. That is what the name Jesus means. He saves from sins. He delivers from evil. He rescues us from the enemy of our souls. Now, beloved, this good news is for all the peoples of the world. Today is the day of salvation. For unto us is born a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. There are those who have not yet experienced this salvation, this deliverance which Christ offers. Well, beloved, God is counting on you to spread this good news, even as I'm spreading it this very moment. Do not disappoint him. Find a way there where you are, there where you're at, to bloom where you are planted. Spread this word. Preach the gospel. And if necessary, use words. Maybe you are one of those who has not yet experienced this salvation, never heard this good news. Maybe you have long wanted to be saved, but never knew how. Maybe you once followed Jesus closely, but you know that you need to recommit your life to him. Well, just now we are going to pray and I'm going to give you the opportunity to respond. Please do not miss this chance, this Christmas Day chance, to make right with Father God and share in this good news of great joy. This news is too precious to neglect. Hebrew 2 from verse 2 For if the message spoken through angels proved to be so firm that every violation or disobedience received its just penalty, 
How will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? This good news, as I said, was confirmed by heaven itself. Luke 2 from verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. It was normal in those days for the baby to be wrapped in swaddling clothes to keep the limbs straight. But what was highly unusual was that he was lying in a manger, a feeding trough. It shows the great poverty of our Lord. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9 For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. Now we are not talking about worldly riches of money and things like that. We are talking about heavenly riches, spiritual riches, eternal stuff. Born in a stable or a cave because there was no place for him in the fancy hotel. His birth in these tough circumstances is of great encouragement to all who are overwhelmed by the tearsput and the adversities of life. A great man of God, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was imprisoned by the Nazis for his faith, wrote from his prison cell in Christmas 1943. He wrote the following, Christmas will have more meaning and will be observed with greater sincerity here in this prison than in places where all that survives of the feast is its name only. That misery, suffering, poverty, loneliness, helplessness and guilt look very different to the eyes of God than they do to man. That God should come down to the very place that men usually turn away from. That Christ was born in a stable because there was no room for him at the inn. These are the things that prisoners understand better than anyone else. Wow, what a quote, eh? Luke chapter 2 from verse 13. Suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, Mianachta, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to among those with whom he is pleased. This verse does not speak of goodwill to all men. Some of the early Bibles did that were not very good translations. But goodwill to all men is something that we have to show. 
This verse speaks of the delight, the pleasure that God takes in bringing salvation to the sin-cursed earth. God's peace and salvation come to earth to all people, all people, because He loves them. This is the Christmas message of grace, of hope, of a new life spent with God. This is the true gift of Christmas, the reason for the season, the shalom of God. Now, a final thought. The scripture we just read says, Suddenly there was with the angel. Suddenly. When God's hour strikes, things happen suddenly. We see this throughout scripture. This is our God. Never late, never early. Always exactly on time. Whatever you are holding out for, beloved, don't give up on God. He never gives up on you. You do not know what tomorrow holds, or even tonight, or even the rest of this day. But He does. Now it remains to me just to wish you a blessed Christ feast. No matter what your circumstances, with or without family, you are not alone. Embrace again this old story of good news, of great joy, and celebrate Christmas in your heart like I do. Let the world chase after their bling and their money and their Christless Christmas. But you and I can have a Christ feast this Christmas. Gesiende Christus feast for Yella Amal. As we come to pray now, I encourage you again, as I always do, never mind where you are, where you're at. Never mind your circumstances now. If you really call out to God this Christmas day, and surrender control. He will reach out, meet you where you're at, and He will help you as you are. But you need to invite Him in. You need to let Him in. You need to listen to every word that He tells you, and you need to obey immediately and fully every command He gives you to do. The challenge, do you believe that this one prayer time can make a difference in your life? I absolutely do. I encourage you, make a life-changing decision right here, right now, this Christmas. Invite the Lord into your circumstances. Ask Him to help you. But more than anything, my friend, thank Him for what he is going to do in answer to these prayers. I remind you, as I always do, you were not designed to be defeated, to be a throwaway person, a vechway mens. No, 
You were designed for a life of victory and overcoming, filled with joy and peace and power and righteousness. Jy is vir oorwinning ontwerp, maar as dinge wat jy moet baas raak. Kom ons luister vir ou laas bykie muziek, wan ons terugkom gaan ons bid. Now, Holy Spirit, on this precious day, to many, all that remains of Christmas is the name. But we thank you for the truth of the real message of Christmas, God's gift of his Son, a child given, a son born, We ask Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, please come and help us pray now. Now, my friend, perhaps you've listened to this Christmas message. Perhaps you don't know much about what I've been saying. But maybe you just feel in your heart, your life is not right. Your life is not right with the Lord, and you will right. Well, you can do that. You can start that process this very day. But you're going to have to talk to Jesus about your life. Daar is nie a formula hiervoor nie. So ek gaan nie woorde in jou mond sit nie. But you can say things to him like, Jesus, I believe you died for all my wrongdoings. I believe you rose from the dead and that you're coming to fetch your spotless bride. I want to be in that bride. I have been living my life doing all the wrong things, sinning, because I didn't know how to live the the right way. I ask you to please forgive me now all my sins, my wrongdoing, Even as I forgive all of those who have sinned against me, I release them from what they have said and done. And in so doing, I release myself this very day from what they have said and done against me. I ask Jesus, will you please heal my broken heart? Heal me from that. Please forgive me for the times I've accused you of wrongdoing when you've never done anything wrong. Please come into my heart now as my King, as my Saviour, my Saligmaker, my Redder. Please, by faith now, I ask that you come, I receive you, Lord Jesus, as my Savior. And I ask you to make my life what you have always destined it to be. By faith now, I receive my salvation this Christmas day. I receive my adoption into the family of God as a child of God. 
and I thank you for all that this means. I pray that you will connect me from this day forward to the right people in the right way to help me on this journey. And now for all of us, what is it that you need to respond to out of this message today? Are you just happy to hear the old story, the good news again? Are you filled with sadness, loneliness? Are you sitting in Stoxila Lian? Are you missing loved ones? Some of us, like me, more of my family is dead than remain alive. It's not an easy time at all. Maybe you don't even have a little bit of cash to buy something for you. And that's okay. Let us call out to the Lord this morning to help us to be the message of Christmas, to fill us to overflowing with the joy, the peace of Christmas. We pray now, Father, to respond. You know our hearts. We cannot lie to you. And even though we wear masks saying, I'm all right, Lord, you know. You know. We ask that you help us this very day. Would your Holy Spirit please impart to us now the peace of Christmas, the joy of Christmas, the grace of the good news of Christmas. Help us this day, Lord. And not only today, but these days that are coming. By faith we receive this now. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit importation of the joy of Christmas. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, I say, geliefde, Merry Christmas. Gesiende Christusfeest. Mag die Heere jylle reiklik sien. Dankie vir die keier by die watergat. Till we meet again, be richly blessed. As Peter Warren wat groet op jyrie kerstdag, tot die volgende keer. Sterkte daar. And remember two things. Christmas is in your heart. Not in the shopping mall. And number two, the last chapter of your life is in your hands. You are writing it. God bless you as you do. I love you very much. God bless you this Christmas day. In Jesus' name, Amen.